Welcome back to the Occult Rejects. Uh, thank you all for checking out this show and hitting that play button. Uh, if you're a new listener, that is what's up. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. And I highly suggest checking out our other uh, you know, guests and other series and topics that we have covered. Um, today, this is uh, very exciting and very, uh, and I do mean that when I say that, and kind of a very, <laughs> a very special, I guess, um, series for me. Uh, as you can see, there's been a little bit of changes with the show, and this is like the first series that I'm actually, you know, doing since the return, and I'm actually covering a topic. Uh, I know, like, we had a series originally um, that had Robbie Marks, and then we had a guest, but finally, I'm covering a topic with people, and I've been very much looking forward to this. And uh, when I had the idea of wanting to cover chakras, um, the first person I automatically thought of was Louie. Because we already did the Planetary <laughs> Series together when, uh, you know, on the NY Patriot show. And he did it with the chakras, in a sense. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, well, this will make sense yeah. to bring him back for this. <laughs> and uh, I think I was mentioning it to, uh, I was mentioning this idea or something came up with me and Teresa. And then she had brought up that she had taught yoga and was into the chakras that way. And I was like, oh, I was like, I 
Honestly, um, I will admit, I do think in ceremonial magic, I do think chakras are very important. Now, the way that I practiced them was just basically focusing on them during meditations. I never had any of the uh, really experience with yoga, except for if you want to think of holding one position for like 20, 30 minutes. Technically, that's a style of yoga, but it's not like, you know, the experience that Teresa had. So I figured, you know, why not bring her on? She, you know, plus she understands a little bit of the chakras from teaching it. And I just thought it was another way to uh, all three of us to look at it differently. Because I'm sure Louis, just like in the Planetary series, there were things that we both, uh, I guess, had a commonality with. We both saw it the same way. But we also had our own ways of looking at things that I think in the grand scheme of things was looking at the same thing just in a different way. Yeah, you know, so it was or different puzzles. So I think uh, in this series, this should turn out pretty well because we're going to have basically three different outlooks on it. Yeah, so it should definitely should be, be interesting. I think it's going to be a, a whole lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I, I do think it's a very important thing. Um, I don't talk about it actually much on our shows, but uh, a lot of the um, a lot of the practices I've even did back in the day that I think did. Help me in my magical experiences was focusing on my chakras and uh, also uh, doing, like I know I have mentioned, I used to do the middle pillar uh, ritual a lot. That's basically a meditation, and it's like you're kind of hitting, I think, five out of your seven. I don't know why, or I never paid attention why not the other two. I haven't put much thought into it, but like you're still hitting five of them. So <coughs> between <coughs> doing Libra Rush. And just focusing on chakras, and uh, I'll even give Mark Stavish a shout-out. He's got a book, Between the Gates. It's a lot of, like, chakra work, actually, and focusing, thinking of colors and, and putting letters, planetary symbols, you know, in the chakras that you're trying to envision. I did a lot of work like that. And, uh, yeah, give him a shout-out for it. So uh, I, I do think it's very much important, you know, like, like, again, it's not something I have talked about, but I do really think understanding even what all those things are and what your chakra system is. And I know we're only going to stick to the ones here, but I mean, they're all over your body. They're yeah. in your hands. You know, yeah, just so. kind of like how there's uh, how we did the classic planets, but there's more planets than that. So like, right. It's kind of like with this, like we're doing the classical chakras. Yeah. You know, there's definitely more like a bunch in the hands. And then like, there's the higher up ones, you know, uh, past our body or whatever. Yes. And I, and I just do think, and, you know, I have, uh, I'm pretty sure I've even said this to Teresa before. And, uh, you know, I do wonder if a lot of times why, because um, yoga and chakras are highly suggested in magic. Or I could say, definitely say in the OTO. You know, mm -hmm. they will definitely suggest yoga and chakras and stuff like that. You know, when I, it comes down to actual magic, I do think it is, like, again, like I say, Real magic with a K, I think, is somewhat separating your soul from your body. If we're built, if we're made up of electricity, those chakras and all that stuff and knowing that stuff is energy and it's ways of moving and manipulating energy, I think understanding that and then maybe doing all these poses and making sure all your circuits are connected correctly, maybe you could start shifting that energy around easier if you can do that. So I do think that, that that's why it's also very important. One, it's a way of your body kind of like all circuits firing correctly and then being able to manipulate and move the energy through your major chakras up. Maybe the middle pillar, whatever you want to call it. 
that was the exact word that I had in my head, manipulate, manipulate. And then you just said it right now. And, and yeah, because that's like magical to manipulate energy because that's like how you get these types of alchemy or whatever, like spirit body alchemy or whatever. And yeah, man. Freaking. I mean, well, it's like um, naturally, like if you put a light through a prism, it'll yes. naturally have the difference, like the separate colors that come out. And then like they're in that seven. And then once again, we hear about their seven, you know, like all the different things with seven. And it's like a holy number, you know, like, you know, like, like very holy like that. And then so uh, seven like planets, much, seven chakras, seven days of the week. I mean, yeah. You have Crowley seven, seven, seven. Obviously, seven's an important number to him. Seven <laughs> rings of Saturn. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Seven <laughs> rings of Saturn. Yeah, I think like the chakras are like the main one for this because like all the mantras go in there. Like, you know, like how like there's lamb and 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 whatever all the all, all those like Hindu mantras. And um, there's actually one that I have that I think is kind of funny when I noticed the mantra for it. Why? What is it? Yeah, I, you say <laughs> Sam, 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 and then triple some triRF something, and I was just like, what? <laughs> I was like, that's real close to Sam Tripoli. Uh, yeah. uh, very, That's and he funny. pushes that fucking that total chakra geometry shit a lot on one of his shows. <laughs> but no, he's I just never a, heard of chakra geometry. Idiot. He's just an idiot. <laughs> but sorry, yeah, I, 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 I would have yeah. said it when it came up real quick. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. Yeah, it's a trip. It's yeah. a trip. How I started seeing the red flags in that one, and then all that other shit happened later on. And, but it was funny because I was seeing red flags already before things started to sh- hit the fan, like just like kind of some months before, you know, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, man. But it's like chakras. So they're like energetic centers that yeah. are all along our spine. And they're kind of like these energetic vortexes, right? And then so in the middle of the vortex is like a vacuum in a sense. And then that energetic vacuum can take in the different types of color vibrations and emotions that you're putting out yourself and that we're getting from the world or from people. And then, so it sifts in different parts of our energies. And then, so these things get stored up. Right. And then, so, uh, I mean, even if you just kind of like look at it and I would assume just going with the colors in a sense, it's like you, even when you look at the colors and going down your body, it's kind of just going in denser frequencies. Yeah, you like know. the red, like like the red is the most dense, but it's like the longest wavelength, and then the opposite, which is oh yeah, the, it had to come from all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, and then the opposite is like the fastest one, purple or violet, but it has the shortest wavelength, right? And then um, I remember, I, I think I told you that I was like, oh, kind of like a washing machine, or I compared it to like um, like those Asian, like those little water things that, you, that like like water comes in, they spin and then go either way, you know. So that's like one analogy. And then you can also have like the lotus because like the lotus petal flower and they all have different numbers. And when you add it up, it adds up to the 144,000. So that's another oh. analogy. And then uh, another one that I heard is uh, like discs. I kind of like this one. Oh, yeah. So like, because it's like some people will even say of, the word chakra means disc. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like in Sanskrit. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then so. I kind of like this one because it's instead of like a washing machine, how I had said before, like those Asian uh, water kind of spinny things, um, this one goes like horizontal. And then it's almost like the red is the the fattest and then they kind of get stacked on top of each other, but they spin horizontal. And like how a plate 
if you spin a plate, it's not going to go perfectly sideways. It's going to kind of wobble like and kind of ebb and flow. So I kind of like that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think in the um, like ancient East Indian Vedic texts, the chakras are described as wheels. Mm. Yes, I have heard that. So too. they spin, they move, and they're like a synapse of nerves concentrated in one area that controls hormones throughout the body. So, like you're saying, you know, everything in the universe is made up of like light, information that we receive through frequency. Um, so, the different colors associated with the chakras is just indica- indicative of their frequency. So, yeah. like you're saying, red is the most dense. The most slowest is the most associated with like earth and matter, right? Yeah. And yeah, then as you get earth. Yeah, as you get yeah. higher, the frequency is faster, but the wavelength is shorter. So that's with all frequencies. It's just, you know, a general principle of frequency. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because it's like you gotta have like some kind of like classification in a way or like kind of separation because like they're like they're together, but at the same time, like they they hold their complete own space. And then, so it's like boundaries is like a big thing to know about these things. And that's why they have their, like their own jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, actually one uh, book that I was kind of reading prior to recording today, it's uh, called Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm sure a lot of listeners will be familiar with who he is. So he was describing the energy centers, the chakras as like a dense collection of like synapses and neurons. So he's saying that basically they do all individually have like a mind of their own. Yeah. Yeah, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So once you can get past your critical mind, your uh, analytical mind, then you can enter into a space around the energy centers where you can then manipulate your energy to be able to be more complete and communicate cellularly so that you increase your life force and you're a healthier, happier person. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's good to do like, I don't know if you can figure out some kind of exercise or maybe like, Everyone's different, but maybe one day you could pick like on Monday to start with your root and just all day kind of learn about your root and this and that. And uh, and then that way, little by little and then like each day, pick a pick a special day where you just focus on that. And then little by little, you'll really feel the differences of them. And then later on, once once you kind of like really feel that and if you have issues in your life, you're like, oh, well, what's going on? And then you can break down what's wrong with you, like even like in terms of glands, too, and all that. And you can figure out kind of what's wrong with you to kind of help stimulate that that area. And then, so, sure. yeah, because you can do that. And and uh, yeah, because I guess like uh, like the whole psychological and even like the glands and the colors, apparently that came like a little bit later on, like in Western occultism. And then um, like back in the old Vedic stuff, it was more just classification. And then um and then what they would do is they would use those energetic centers to like, you know, do the mantra, how we said, you know, like lamb and ram and all that. And um, and then on top of that, they would use that with the Hindu deity, like Brahma is, I think, like the sacral one and like Vishnu and all those ones. And so they they were doing that kind of stuff. And it's a trick because um, what I ended up doing, like once I learned about the chakras, was, was kind of a version of that. But I would kind of use the planets instead of uh Instead of like the Hindu deities, you know, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if I had a, a heart thing, then you know what I mean, or some kind of heart issue, I would lay here and put my hand there, and, and then I would use like uh, Venus or something like that. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like myself, you know, being a, a Christian, 
I tried to um, not associate like anything with it at the time. I'd always just like focus on um, connecting myself to God in general, you know, so you can apply it in whatever way it works for you. I, I think because then when I hear, you know, Christians say, Oh, the chakras are evil and you should not uh, meditate and this and that. Honestly, I don't believe that it's very beneficial health wise, energetically, um, it does bring you like into balance. So there's things, you know, that we can take from different modalities and philosophies and like marry them together, you know? Yeah. Cause it's an archetype, you know what I mean? Just how like the planet, like how me and NY were saying on the, on the planet series is like, it's not necessarily going to be like a big old angel or a big old planet. It's like, it could be in a sense, but it's more of like an energetic archetype that's primal. And then, right. so, and then so you're using archetypes and that's how we as humans can use that to like help work through our subconscious mind because our subconscious mind is very abstract right it's like the depths of the shit right and then so and so you need some tools and then so those are very good tools you know what i mean exactly like, it's just yeah. tools tools in your tool belt and you know yeah. we have to remember that like god created everything you know and this is just how he created our body and the system to work so yeah. Yeah. You know, like Tesla said, you have to think of the universe in terms of like what energy, frequency, vibration. Yeah. So, you know, everything, yeah. everything holds a vibration and you can tap into that if you are experienced in focusing on that. Yeah. It's like mind, body and soul. You got to incorporate the whole damn thing if you want to be like really animated. And that's how NY was talking about separate the soul from the spirit. Cause that's like the difference of the real animation in you and not whether you're an animated character, like, am I a main character or am I a zombie? You know what I mean? It comes <laughs> yeah. out. My name well, is um, <laughs> interesting. And why, when you said that you believe, you know, magic is like separating the, what did you say? Your soul the from your body, baby. Oh, your spirit. Okay. Oh, so yoga is the opposite. Yoga is to bind or to yoke. Mm-hmm. That's what the word means. Yeah, but you you're mean, just you learning, mean. you're learning how to manipulate that. So if you can bind it, can you not also do the opposite if you want? Right. It's just learning yeah. how to how to manipulate the energy. That, that, exactly. That's what, it's funny how every time I have that word in my head, you guys always say that's how you know we're on the same page. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, you can use like uh, when I was talking to uh, uh, a meet at, fr- from the Hockett interview, I was saying manipulate gets a bad rap. You can manipulate something to help or you oh, can yeah. break it down. It's just it's just a matter of changing. It just means to change. You know, it's a transform or something like that. Yeah, it's a trip. Like, I noticed that, like, from the context of when I was reading these old people who specialize, like, in the old Sanskrit stuff, they were kind of biased on the new Western occultic version that incorporated all these psychological things and color, vibration, like, kind of like the more new agey version of it. And then so I I saw where they were coming from, you know, and then – but. at the same time, I don't know. I really like incorporating all that other shit with it. That that was it. Jung or that Freud, you know, added on to this. Yeah, and then there was like books in the seventies that really like in terms of like the color part that made it come out. Like that shit got it like kind of hot or like popular. I don't know. For me, I kind of like it because it's like I'm like using a tool. I'm not trying to get married to a to a genre of of a religion or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. For me, I kind of like incorporating all this stuff within. That's probably Mm -hmm. why, uh, I mean, even when it comes to the Kabbalah, when I talk about the Kabbalah, I'm talking about the Hermetic Kabbalah. That is when you add all these associations to it. Now, I'm not saying that if you just go back to the original, you probably 
could get the same thing out of it. But I think it's going to be a lot harder. Because, like, now you really have to read between the lines. With all the associations, it just gives you other ideas and reasons why. And I think it also gives you different ways of understanding and working with it. If I don't Mm. like that association, this one might work for me. So I have an idea of that. Like, if I don't want to work with the planet Mercury or Toth, I can work with Raphael, though. You know, because they both fall in the same sphere. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when it comes to the Kabbalah. So, like, you know, there's I I do think, like, when you start kind of, like, adding different associations to it, it does help. It doesn't make it, it stops it from becoming a religion. Yeah. Because now you're taking from other ones. You can't say it is one. (laughs) Yeah. Or you're pulling from other spiritual beliefs. Whatever. Yeah. No, it's a trip. It's a trip how, um, how, like, your your thing of the chakras NY is, like, uh, very related to, like, the spears and Kabbalah stuff and magic stuff because they promote, like, if you want to learn magic or be into that, in the world of that, meditation is hella important. And then that's one big way that you get into the chakras, right? And then, uh, and then another way is yoga. And that's what you got, Teresa. And then another way is uh, is is a uh, practicing Reiki, and then that's how I kind of got mm. into the thing. Oh, because nice. before I got into the chakras, I believe I got it, or it was kind of in the same period, but um, the Reiki really helped it out, or something like that. Yeah, because then I was, I don't know, I was able to like to see colors in a way. One time, I really actually did see colors in real life. It was one time only, and uh, I was doing, uh, I was just kind of, well. I felt compelled to because my friend had a heart thing, like something happened to their heart. And then so I did it for a little bit. And I swear to God, like in between the, I don't know, like the three or four inches away from the chest, I started to see like that forest green, but it was like in a translucent color. And I couldn't believe, and mind you, and I have to preface this, mind you, I was sober. Like I wasn't all, you know, like this was a, I wasn't on any, like, this was normal, right? And I felt compelled. Uh, and then that was a one time where I saw it, you know, like, like mm-hmm. actually saw it, like not in my third eye saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like we were saying, you know, the different energy centers vibrate at a different frequency, each of them. Right. So the heart being green, um, that's interesting because I once had uh, my aura photographed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which was really cool. Uh, and mine was like entirely green. Oh wow! Like solid, and then like just oh. the edges were like yellow. Oh, but, that's sick. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. So I found out, like you know, relating to the orc photography, um, there's something called Kirlian Cur- photography, which was invented yeah. in 1939. Um, so that's how like they would read and like analyze like auras and relating that to like biophotons. So that's remember? like the electromagnetic energy that cells emit and receive. And determines your life force, or like in yoga, we call that your prana. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see Strange yeah. Angel? What's it? Did you ever see that show, The Strange uh, Strange Angel? It was no. based on Jack Parsons in the OTO. The mm. Magus at the lodge that he was going to would take pictures of people for that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and okay. it seems like if they were kind of progressing towards, I guess, a magical experience, you'd even start noticing like different. No, or I might yeah. change color. But yeah. yeah, that's interesting that the, even even in that movie. I mean that show, which you know takes place you know a while ago, long enough, uh, yeah. back when Jack Parsons was alive. You know there was already somebody that they're showing in the OTO already hip to that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're freaking made of lights like pretty much, you know what I mean? Like if, if you, if you break that, like if we're a prism and then how, how there's like crystalline, like in us, that's the prism, the clear prism. And then you put the light on us and we break up in different hues and then we're, you know, and, uh, yeah. And so that shit, that shit goes like that. Yeah. Uh, something I did want to, uh, there was a few things I wanted to get into before we like started getting into this, uh, the actual chakras themselves. Oh, one real quick, because uh, we were talking about discs before, and I just didn't want to interrupt and jump in. And then you had mentioned um, Wheels. There's a yeah. book, um, it's called The Wheels of Life. That was a book that uh, highly suggested within the OTO, actually, or in ceremonial magic from, like, any magician of which I even knew, too, that was into chakras. So, I mean, you know, that book is, whatever, highly suggested for some reason. Yeah, that's a main book. Yeah, uh, I, I have that. I had, yeah, I have that actually. And uh, some of the stuff I did pull from here. But, um, you know, they call it Wheels of Life. And I have, you know, in a sense, I do think, you know, we were talking about the chakras before. I think in a sense, and this is the same thing that I think goes with the tree. I think each one of those, in a, in a sense, is a jail cell or handcuffs. That chakra is keeping you here, but when you learn how to manipulate and move out of it and move on to the next one, you're kind of breaking the seals, maybe the seven seals, you know, breaking, <laughs> breaking, uh, maybe removing the seven, de uh, the seven deadly sins, you know, who knows, uh, maybe breaking off the influence of the planetary energies. But I do think that actually, and I, what I was going to get at, I was wondering the wheels. Now those are also angels. Oh yeah. Could. Yeah. That be them in form that is keeping us locked here. Could what we see yes. and they explain be the spirits of it? And is it right That's here? That's interesting. Us? Well, the wheels of life. Just to relate it back to there's, there's humongous and, and tiny angels, right? So. Well, just to relate it back to planets, like sometimes, you know, if you've seen like those videos of what stars or planets actually look like, like super up close, and it does look like, like a flat disc with like light and movement, almost like faces right like have you guys seen those videos mm -hmm. yeah yeah so <laughs> which would just be that inside your body yeah that's wild <laughs> yeah and, and the reason I, yeah. and again hmm. like the reason i even say that is is because like you know from stories that i have mentioned before on other stuff uh i think the scarlet horror episode like three four or five one of those i went kind of like into it my experience but like even when i've had magical experiences it's as, it's as if like I can feel the energy. It's almost as if like water is flowing through, like going through my body and like yeah. going mm -hmm. out. And I do honestly think, cause like even when I'm meditating, oh, like I would be meditating and actually literally like one of the ways or one of the tricks, I guess I had to trick my mind into going along with it is that I would visualize my body actually in my mind's eye being sand. And when I started mm. to feel the energy move away, in my mind's eye, so would the sand blow away. So, like, I literally would be erasing my body and feeling it going away in my mind and bringing it up, and then you get this intense pressure in your head and you start feeling it on your third eye. And I guess if you just let things go and slip, I don't know, you know, you have an experience after that, but I, I'm just, my thought process is that you're actually, when you associate chakras, the seven, with the planets, and then you add Kabbalah into it, you start getting vices and uh, virtues. Yeah. Could there be a vice to the chakra, and the virtue is what frees you and lets you go up to the next higher one. 
Yeah. So that's what I think is maybe going on inside the body in a sense. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's another reason why I think it's important to cover because I do think that. Yeah, no, because be uh, that's what that's a kind of like a part of what happens when you get that epiphany of realizing that uh, that like for every truth that the opposite's true. Like like you 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 feel the polarity, like you witness the oneness of the polarity. You know, that's like an oxymoron, and then so that's kind of like a type of an, an initiation is that once you start seeing that, and then that's what you want to start playing with. Like then that's when you can kind of like start to feel free in this world in a sense, you know what I mean? Cause you can lock and unlock, you know what I mean? And yeah. Well, you have um, like control, more control over your thoughts and actions in that sense. Right. Yes. You know, yeah. when yeah. all your uh, energetic centers are firing and flowing and are open, yeah. balanced, then you have more control over your life. Oh, yeah, because a a part of here is to learn how to control yourself in a sense, you know what I mean? And and that'll unlock like new, like, like kind of like levels and shit. Absolutely. And why do you want to bring up those couple of screenshots and stuff? Yeah, I had my own that I'm still waiting to bring up too before. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's (laughs) all right. It's all right. No, I just wanted to ask those questions before we go further too. I was just wondering... You know, if any of you mm. maybe thought I was crazy or made sense. <laughs> no, it does, it does make sense. I never thought of that personally about vice and virtue, but it does make yeah. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because because the thing goes, because it can spin either way in a sense, yeah. how, a, how a flower can open up or, clo- or like close up. You know what I mean? Well, so, that's yeah. even another thing. You know, they show the lotus at the top. Is that all of them going up to the top and opened up now and freeing you? You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. I mean... I don't know. It's yeah, like all it's the like, thing I think like, of when I when I'm stoned and pondering. Yeah, it's stuff. like it's like opening up all the way. Like pretty much, once you open up the crown that that thousand one, then it's um, then that's like it. Like that's like the that's like the end. You know? Yeah. To me, in the yogic perspective, I just see that as imbalance or imbalance. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And now, uh, yeah, I'm gonna pull up the slides. There were some things that I did want to touch on. I think I even do have like kind of uh, the shape of what they look like too, because I did want to touch on that. Um, this is just showing something here. Uh, this is the Kabbalistic Tree of Life with its 10 Sephiroth and showing the lines. Um, some people will split it up, as you can see here, even into seven sections. Again, in a sense, does that go along with the seven things going up, of releasing yourself? Um, there is even parts in the Gnostic Mass. They don't do it seven times. They do it three, but they do do the priest will do slicing motions. On his body, I do think that mm. it's showing you the separation or the, the cutting off or the moving up, so something like that. But yeah. I did want to show this is you know how they you know some people will say that this could represent you know go along with the chakras. Here is just real quick some of the chart you know the, what they look like for people they haven't seen them before. I will be tossing up pictures of them on the screen as we go though, so people can see what we're talking about as we bring them up. Here was another thing just kind of showing you going on the, the body. Yeah. We have the, the, the Nadis. Yeah, and you have the uh, Pingala, the Ida. Or if I'm even saying those right. Ida and Pingala. Yeah. Yeah. The masculine and feminine energies. Yes. Mm-hmm. I guess like the, like, so like the main chakra is kind of like the main river in a sense. And then mm, the Nadis. No, the other one's like rivers, right? Yeah. Or like uh, those little things that come off of it. Kind of like streams, like the like the little smaller ones. And then they, like energetically, they kind of, uh, like they kind of bring it in and they sift. 
So like they'll kind of clean something up in a sense that needs to be clean or detoxified. And then they can kind of bring it back out to the main, to the main river, which is like the main chakras. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I think like most people throughout the majority of their life are stuck in like their first three chakras. Mm. So the root, Solar plexus. Honestly, I, I honestly would say I think most people are stuck in their first two. I mean, I think you, yes. I think even saying three is giving humanity too much credit. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, you There's could a take lot of three though. A lot of three because that's the that's the id. That, that that's all the ego. So a lot of people are caught up in in their idea of themselves, their identification of themselves. Very much, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah. Here, I did want to show this. Uh, you know, it shows how this is like the liberating current. And then the manifesting current, you know, again, I think that kind of goes along with what I was saying, like the, maybe the liberation of the soul, you know, going up. And I do also think like it's just this is almost like a yin yang. I think you're kind of seeing here or even uh, God, what's that zodiac symbol? Oh, my God. Cancer. Yes. Which yeah. is in the keystone a lot for the mason arches. Yes. This is you crossing and coming back, this going up and coming down. <laughs> yeah. right, and I think that's just showing you, you know, the life cycle of spinning, going up and coming mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that's all I really had for those. I do have other ones that I'll get onto when we get to them. So I just wanted to show those, and then I will pull up yours now. Sure. Well, yeah, I thought it would be good to um, just go over basically like how frequency and light works in general, and then we can apply that to like the different chakras and stuff. Just to give people an idea. Although I'm sure a lot of listeners are familiar <laughs> already. Yeah, but like, since we're like light and we come from the ethers, it's like the chakras, they're like the etheric motor of the soul. And mm. then all the different spots that we have that, that light up, they're like a conductor for the kundalini to pass through in its own way. Like in its yes. own initiatory way. I like that what you said. What did you say? A theoric conductor? Yeah, I like that. Dang, Louie. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, the chakras are like an etheric motor of the soul. And then it's like a conductor for the kundalini to pass through. You know, Put that I mean? on a bumper sticker, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, yeah, so this is just from uh, Dr. Dispenza's book. Um, so, yeah, it's just showing the light spectrum of electromagnetic frequencies. So I'm just going to read quick from the book. Um, So the majority of frequencies are beyond our perception. Therefore, most of our known reality in this universe cannot be experienced by our senses. So aside from our ability to perceive light being absorbed or reflected off objects and things, the truth is that we are able to perceive only a very small spectrum of reality. There's a lot of other information available to us besides what we can see with our physical eyes. So when he refers to light, he's talking about all light, including the entire entire electromagnetic spectrum, not just visible light. So in that figure 4.1 there, you can see that like visible light is in the middle and it's just such a small like sliver of what is able to be perceived, right? Uh. So interestingly, like the more energy you have, the quicker the cycle of the frequency waves go, right? And then the less energy you have, the longer and slower the frequency wave is. So, for example, radio waves are slower than X-rays and gamma rays, right? Mm. And then, you know, if you're taking the example of, like, a radio, 
just because you don't see the waves doesn't mean that they're not there. Like if we had a radio right next to us right now and turned it on, it would tune in to a station, right? But there wasn't sound before. Oh, we, couldn't, we couldn't perceive it, right? People listening to us right now aren't seeing how they're listening to us. That is true. <laughs> Absolutely, right? <laughs> you, yeah, don't see the, you don't see the waves flying into your uh, phone, do you? Right. <laughs> no, you don't. But they're there. They're there just waiting for a, a transmitter, Yeah. right, to pick them up. Um, just like, you know, on your radio, if you just turn the tune dial one notch, you're on a totally different station, mm-hmm. right? So... I think, honestly, like in bigger picture wise, it's literally like an attack on all our frequency health and like cellular health. And that's like big picture what is going on because they want to keep us in like the lower like fear that's, state. That I, yeah, that I believe. Yeah. For you know, sure. and stuck like in those first two or three chakras and like never able to like get past our critical mind analytical mind or like our fight our fight or flight response of our nervous system well you know before you know when i made that joke i said i don't know if i would even give people three it's because (laughs) like well if you really think about it like right now probably like the biggest issues or the biggest things going on right now is people just being fearful of what might happen because who's running the country so fear, which would fall into the root for me, I would mm-hmm. assume fear. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, and then the next, uh, when you start getting to one other side, there are very much pushing sexual things. I may not so much incorporate sex. Yes. You know what's also been very important: abortion. That still would go down with down there. It is with reproduction, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like, believe it. <laughs> a lot of yeah. things that has been controlling one side or the other side has only really been those two spheres or those two shots. Absolutely. It's both sides. And I would even say that, you know. Oh, well, that's another, you know, just because somebody calls himself a Republican and doesn't have pink hair, but acts out sexually, <laughs> does you know what I'm saying? You're no different right. than a leftist who but does I mean, it I with would different even color go hair. so far as to say, you know, like a lot of people, maybe people get mad at this. But in, like, the hardcore, like, freedom fighter movement, uh-huh. a lot of that is very fear-based. Like, a prepper oh, yeah. mentality is extremely fear-based. It's keeping you in your lower lower energy centers, like, making sure you have enough food. I'm not saying you shouldn't make sure, you know, that you're okay. But, like, keeping you in that fearful state of, like, oh, my God, do I have, like, a year's worth of food? Oh, my God, do I have a way to get clean water? Oh, my God, what if there's a nuclear thing? Oh, my God, oh, my God. It's, like, a constant from both sides, right? hmm I agree. So... Yeah, it's interesting. But, uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. And then... Um, yeah, it's definitely targeted. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a targeted thing, you know? Absolutely. And so, yeah. so, so, like, they have goals, and even, like, uh, ad companies and corporations have their goals, and that's why they spend hella money on research to find out, oh, well, what, what color does this? What color vibration does this? Because I want to get this goal from these people. So I want to find out how to extract this from them using colors. And then they'll, use, they'll flash these in the back, on a, with, whether it's conscious or subconscious or whatever. And, and then so, yeah, so, like, all that stuff is pretty legit. Like, it really, like, it, it gets used. It's, it's freaking science. It, it's, it is, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and this diagram here is just showing, like, frequencies and wavelengths. So how they count like a Hertz, for example. So if you see on the diagram point A and then the wave dips down and comes up at point B, that's one cycle. So um, 
in this wave, for example, there's five cycles per second. So it's considered that's like the hertz. So it's like five hertz, right? Yeah. Or like red, the color red, for example, cycles at 450 cycles per second, right? But blue cycles at 650 cycles per second. So our body is like constantly like taking in, like when you think about it, it's very overwhelming. It's taking in like all this information constantly from our environment around us and subconsciously as well. Yeah. And then that's why the whole, uh, like I pretty much think about all the towers that are up and all the different types of technology. And then that stuff is pretty much directed to the, uh, to the first, to the big chakra in a sense, because then that's going to be like the grounding thing where you're not going to feel connected to to like the earth because there's like a, like a disruption or whatever like that. So, yeah, absolutely. That's what they're constantly trying to like intercept our body's ability to like regulate our frequency on its own. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Yeah. We're made of different charges, you know, like positive and, and negative charges. Right. And then, so they'll put with that technology, I think it puts too much positive charge. And then, so we have to like go and regroup by like grounding and all that shit like that, you know, like that shit. Yeah. Actually, interestingly, it's funny. You brought up really about the positive and negative charges. So that's like what we learn in school, right? Like all cells have like a positive and a negative charge. And that's true. Right. Uh, so it's interesting you brought up like the positive and negative charges because uh, Dr. Dispenza says that um, charged molecules attracting and repelling each other are not responsible for the way cells work. Instead, the electromagnetic energy that the cell emits and receives is the life force that governs our molecules. And that is a vitalistic view that supports the truth of who we are. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, like so the that. electromagnetic portion is more important, actually. Yeah. Again, electromagnetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going yes. back to electricity and magnetism. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I did want to mention before Louis was going into it, and I mean, and this is a thing I'm sure people are probably tired of hearing by now, but I'm just going to repeat it anyway. Something that me and, and Lux had repeatedly mentioned in the past. You know, the, these people, I mean, they wear weird enough outfits, but there's a reason why it's a certain color. There's yeah. a reason why there's certain sounds in their music. There's probably a reason why almost all music is electronic now, because then you can probably hit different sounds. Yeah. You know, every the sounds and color are the same thing, really. Yeah. And, like, there mm-hmm. is a reason why somebody has this retarded but red outfit. You know, it's just, you know, there's a lot behind... Uh, I mean, I'll even go back to taking it to who Travis Scott's concert. I mean, yeah. who know what was going on there? I do think yes. it is understood what sound and frequency can do to a human body. There is, I've, we've covered before, I think I brought it up, um, somehow talking about Travis Taylor. Uh, I think he was involved with, like, energy weapons, and I went over, like, with some of these energy weapons that he could have been possibly working on. And, like, they have energy weapons where it's, like, they'll just aim something at you and pull a trigger, and the water in your body will, like, make you hurt and fall down, and you'll be in, like, a fetal position, and you can't move. (laughs) If they know how to do that to you, I'm telling you, they know how to do other stuff with color. Yeah. And sound. And it's, it's like tones and frequencies, and that's why they they were playing that stuff in the beginning of the concert. They were already playing those tones, like those weirdo tones where you couldn't even make out what it was, but they knew what it was. You know? Yeah, exactly. So manipulating the water and probably graphene in people's yeah. bodies 
you know, considering I think you had to be jabbed to get to that concert. So, uh, you know, yeah. I had wondered about that and I actually wanted to look into that, but I never did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, when we when me uh, when we had covered it, I, I, I think I had mentioned I was like, I'd like to know the percentage of the people who unfortunately passed and how many were jabbed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, that's a totally other top, different topic. Uh, here, I just wanted to show some other things again. You have the first chakra that's kind of like in the base, but then chakra two can go with the testes and the ovaries. Chakra three can go with the pancreas. Uh, or it's showing here. Five, the thyroid. Six would be the pineal gland. Pituitary. I'm just another angle on the body. Uh, this I did want to really show because it is very familiar to, this was a long time ago, if people even remember the Gateway series. For new listeners, you may not even know that one exists. We have like a two or three part on the Gateway uh, stuff. And that was kind of like scientists using sound again. Uh, not scientists, really. The CIA got involved with... Uh, Damn, I already forgot the guy's name. He has Hemisync. Uh, I think it was actually even started on Long Island. Uh, certain sounds and tones, this guy created this meditation that would help you start astral travel and have these magical effects. So the CIA decided to throw some people in there to see if it was legit. And they end up doing studies on it. And um, they start going into the whole thing about Hemisyncing and kind of like what's going on in the body. And they get into like... Um, the whole idea of like sinking your heart to then also sinking your two parts of your brain. And they start getting mm. into like, the, like black hole stuff. But they do bring up this same figure like this. When they start getting into like the Taurus, the Horus, the body's energetic field, black holes. I mean, the Taurus, I mean, not the Horus. I threw that in there by accident. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, because I always think it shows both, actually. Uh, but it mentions, you know, the Taurus and the, you know, all that stuff. And it's very much like this. And this is, I'll read it here. Instead of fluid, chakras are made of sim symbolic patterns of our own mental and physical programming. This programming governs the way we behave like programming in a computer. It channels the way energy flows through the system and gives us different kinds of information. Each chakra, which literally means disc, can be thought of as a programming on a floppy disc that runs certain elements of our lives for our survival programs to our sexual programs to the way we think and feel. Uh, I think maybe it was maybe the other page, but the other page does explain that this is also like kind of what they say is like the spinning chakra. And uh, this was a question I meant to ask earlier to both of you. Um, I know I, I do, or I can still, and I have in the past. Through your practicing and actually focusing on chakras, do you feel that when you focus on it, you can actually feel like, you know, it's almost like a little Tasmanian devil spinning there? Yeah, uh, sometimes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, uh, well, even earlier, now now, now you kind of reminded me, when you were talking about the, like the whole sand thing, and then right in the beginning of that, like the preface to the sand, you mentioned that you could feel like moving, and it was almost like you started dancing. Tell me like how you see these people out there like in festivals or just anywhere out in the parks, <laughs> and they start doing this dancing, and they're kind of like that, like they're feeling the waves of the chakras, and because like, like this picture, for example, 
the middle part reminds me that's like the kundalini that's like the snaky part right like in the middle like the caduceus part and then the outside part kind of looks like a heart but that's kind of like your aura so then your aura is like playing with your kundalini and then you're having a dance because your aura is your interpretation of the outside environment you know like people who don't know about an aura will be like uh well if yeah, you, if you're saying that they're dancing they're already allowing the outside environment to manipulate influence them, them yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so like, like uh, yeah you're already letting it the outside <laughs> uh, interpreter like it's like yeah. in, it's like in, interpreting you know because like someone who won't know about like uh the aura if you say okay imagine if you go to the beach and then the wave and you're walking on the sand and the wave crashes down on you and almost takes you out like like whose fault is that and they they might blame the oh well it was the water but it was really your aura and it was your aura's interaction with the water that made that happen like that's the truth and then so and then so like that's your interpretation of that and then it's having a party with the with the snake in the middle and so people like to spin and dancing there's dances where people like i've seen it i forgot what country they're at but they're they have these things on their head or whatever and they're spinning so crazy like right like right there on their feet and then people how people like to do waves even me including will we'll like to do wavy dances and then so that's that's a part of that too and so yeah, so and funny. and then when I've worked on it before, how I kind of like when I would because there's different versions of it. There's like when you have a when you want to add add uh, energy or add chi, you spin them one way, and then when you want to decrease another, and then there's another type where you extract in a sense, like a kind of like a cleansing, like you pull out like you pull out gunk or shit, right? <laughs> and then in the one where I pull out the gunk, that's how it works. Is like like I'll have my hand there and then like after a couple minutes it'll go like this and then it'll spin and spin and then spin and then I'll be like and I can like pull it out <laughs> like that and then so that kind of reminds me of that one yeah so that's cool well yeah. I think that's why they wanted us you know us like the six feet apart during uh you know a few years yeah, back yeah because they can't interact because like, no aura, yeah. no my aura can't interact like you can only interact on a on a technology, you know, like exactly. on a screen, you know. Yeah, well, exactly. We couldn't uh, influence each other's energetic field as much. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's sad for the human to yeah. live people, like that. And then people get used to um, not connecting your heart. Yes. That's what happens. It, like, it makes it uh, so society is, like, less formal. Both. And then people are okay with being less formal. Like, we're already to the point where, me included, I'm not going to say I'm not, but, like, where I'd rather have you text me than call me. Like, if someone calls me, like, what do you, what do you want to call me for? You know what I mean? I'm text. like, text me first before you start calling That's me. That's only for VIPs, those Right, yeah. That are for old people who don't know how to text. Right. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, you know, freaking free from the thing in a sense, but at the same time, I know that, you know, like it, it, it took away a lot of connection and it made people comfortable with taking away our connections. And stuff. Yeah. Well, even in just like, you know, daily interactions with people, I've definitely noticed a difference from like four years ago to now. Like oh, people right. are less polite, you know, uh, they're more rude in a hurry. Like there's less compassion. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. That's the heart. Well, like, yeah, the heart shocker took a hit. So they did. They did a good job. With <laughs> it took a big hit. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, there's a couple of things here that I actually uh, was going to uh, just that I wanted to read real quick, and it's actually like perfect kind of what we're talking about. Um, there was just a few things I did want to kind of like read just to 
get into chakras a little bit before we get into uh, the root one. Um, yeah. Chakras send energy out from the core of the body, and they assimilate energy from outside that enters the core. In this way, once again, I define a chakra as an organizational center for the reception, assimilation, and transmission of life energy. What we generate determines much of what we receive, and in this way, it behooves us to work on the chakra and clean up outdated, dysfunctional, or negative programming that may be getting in our way. Uh, through involvement with the outside world, patterns within the chakras tend to perpetuate themselves. Hence, the idea of karma patterns formed through action or the laws of cause and effect. This is common to become trapped in any one of these patterns. This is called being stuck in a chakra. We are caught in a cycle that keeps us at a particular level. This could be a relationship, a job, a habit, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I can even think of plenty of times for myself where it's like, you knew you were stuck in a, a cycle and just... I'll just kind of just let it keep oh, going, sure. I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, but and like we all know it's like a cycle that's like this really isn't good for me. And then it snowballs because if you're – because like say like uh, your throat is kind of kind of weird, right? Like your throat chakra. Like yesterday I was playing cards for a little bit and I realized I couldn't talk like my normal loudness, right? I was like – I was like what the fuck? And I knew it was my – and then what's going to happen is that it will have an effect to the ones that are closest to it like my heart and then my and my third eye you know what i mean so like so you know it's gonna have like it'll you know because if it's messed up here it's gonna want to start to mess up the closer ones next to it and so yeah and then so i mean and you work with it and then so you you, you freaking pick up the clues like that's why it's fun like uh i guess that's why i like the planets and then chakras a lot because i I can find that they can correlate because you, you, you kind of yes. pick up the clues of what's going on in yourself. And like, all right, freaking like, let's fucking do this. Like, let's like, or at least know when to retreat, like know when to get rest, like know when to maybe start journaling or, or I don't know, whatever the hell. Right. And so, no, I definitely yeah. think for me, you know, again, this is why it's different. All three of us are different. You know, Teresa's probably not really applying it to planets, <laughs> you know, as, as much as you are. Uh, I would include planets and then the Kabbalah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, there's uh, plenty of different ways of. Yeah, I, I do. Or think even like, or even like deities, because just how, yes, uh, yeah, that too, yeah, for just sure. Just in the beginning, in the earlier part of the of the show, I was saying how uh, the old Sanskrit, the OG Sanskrit guys, like they're very about just the mantra, like the like the Indian mantra, and then the deity, whether it's Brahma or whoever. That's just kind of how they go. And so, uh, so you can incorporate like Aphrodite, you know, mm -hmm. if, if your yes. heart maybe was broken or something like that, or, or whatever, or Thor, you know, if you wanted some vitality and you wanted to yeah. have a good night, you know what I mean? And so that kind of thing. Um, I was going to read here also, I have uh, like a few more things and then we'll get into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is a couple, it's just interesting thing that I, I just want to make sure I cover too. Mm -hmm. Um, <coughs> sorry. Chakras can be open or closed. Excessive or, or deficient, or any of the various stages in between. Uh, these states may be basic aspects of someone's personality throughout most of their life or something that changes from moment to moment in response to a situation. An ailing chakra may be unable to change its state easily, be stuck in either an open or closed state. The chakra then needs healing by uncovering and removing whatever is blocking it. If a chakra yeah. is blocked in a closed state, then it is unable to generate or receive energy 
on that particular plane, such as love energy or communication. If a chakra is blocked in, uh, blocked in an open or excessive state, that means it tends to channel all energies through that particular plane, such as using all situations to further one's power or meet sexual needs. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. you could have be closed off too, or you could be a little bit too haywire. Again, there is a balance, I think, to that yeah. as well. It could be spinning out of control yeah. or like just dead. They're like, uh, I guess the word that was coming to, to my mind was dormant. Like when you were saying that, right? How it could be the other way. So dormant is kind of like a weird, fucked up version of hibernating, right? And then so the reason I forgot, God damn it, but um, in terms of the base chakra, I forgot what analogy, but they all spin and like they have the rotation, but the base, because it's on the bottom, it has two and a half. And the reason why it has two and a half compared to all the other ones is because that's where like the, the beginning and most of the dormant shit is. So the, like the, a big job is to just make work with the base first to make that not dormant. And then that will be the beginning of you being able to have a chance of recognizing, reconciling kundalini energy where you feel like that wholeness of of uh of being <laughs> dynamic or whatever like that and then so um, yeah because uh especially down in there is where it's dormant like that's where uh like you can even think of like the abyss or like void kind of stuff like like it has a tie to that and that's why before you come into this world you're in the womb that's kind of like the like the the abyss how you're in there in the in the dark water swimming and then when you come to the world, and that's the beginning of the, you know, of the awareness of consciousness, you know, with the root or whatever. The water analogy, it's almost like, you know, those like kid bath toys where like, yeah, you yeah. It and yeah. then it spills and then, and then it spills to the next. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like you have to work from, well, in the case of chakras, you have to work from the bottom up. Yeah. So it would be the reverse. But um, it's true. You have to like unlock or like balance the first one, the root, and then go up from there because if not, it doesn't really. Yeah, it make makes sense. all the practical. It makes all the practical sense in the world because think about it. It's like yeah. the root in the beginning. It's like your survival, your needs, and all that. Yes. How are you going to be thinking about spirituality and like love relationships when you can't even get your shit together and and you can't uh, even uh, you know uh, what I mean? Like totally. You have yeah. all these things, or like if you're in so much pain, like maybe you need a surgery. How can you think about writing a book or doing hobbies when like your shoulder is killing you and you need to go yeah. to a doctor? You yes. know what I mean? You have to take care of these things first and then use these it's like they're stepping stones and then they each get more refined and more refined. And then that's why I guess it kind of gets like faster and faster, you know, cause it gets more refined and all that stuff. Yes, totally. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I also did just want to mention real quick. I mean, I just to make sure I covered it and that people weren't like, wow, you never mentioned it. You know, the Kundalini, I think does go with this, you know, like the rising Kundalini. Absolutely. So all the chakras going up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, obviously it correlates, you know, the Kundalini <laughs> rising from the bottom trip, up. Man. It's like, uh, yeah. I, God, like it gets like, uh, like nowadays because of just with like social media and, and how all these so many videos, like kind of how I kind of cringe now when I hear the word manifestation, like before I would say it more and, and stuff like that. And I'm a person of like intention. Like I do believe in intention a lot, but then now even hearing that word intention, I'm like, Oh shit, I get kind of cringy because this shit got saturated. I pretty much feel like that about Kundalini, like rising type of stuff. But at the same time, 
I'm an advocate for it. Like, that's why I'm all about like yoga stuff. Like I just told you guys uh, in the beginning earlier, like on the, on our pre game that I like just finish from doing some type of yoga shit. Cause I'm trying to always keep my energy like going, like where it feels like I have a type of uh, dynamic in me, you know what I mean? And then, and then it's just, uh, and it's like wholeness. It's not anything special. Like, yeah, some people have these crazy experiences like, Oh, and then my shit was tingling and vibrating for how long and this and that. And that's like really cool. And then, um, I mean, I guess I've had my type of experiences, not like that per se, but um, I've had like my oneness. Like for me, I consider it like oneness and and wholeness. Because then when you're when you're like that, you, you you feel complete, and then there's like no true complaint in a sense. And then so, yeah, yeah. I can relate to that a lot, Louis. Like you know, like I said, I haven't practiced yoga in a long time because I had kids, and it kind of just fell to the wayside. But I know when I was practicing regularly, you know, and after teacher training and stuff, when you are practicing in that space and able to, like, stay in that energetic state, everything is just full of gratitude and, like, full of love and compassion. So it just affects, like, your worldview, you know, very much. And um, it's, like, a beautiful just way to live, you know, if you can stay in that state. And it's not, you don't have to do crazy stuff. You don't have to sit there and chant like lamb, lamb, lamb for like 20 minutes. And like, you don't have to do that. Or be like a power to... meditator where you just let me hit no. it for like four hours. And like, like, no. I mean, I'm sure totally it does all work or I'm sure it I'm helps. sure it does. Um, I like, I'll just say a little disclaimer. So like we're talking about the Kundalini and like, that's true. Like our, you know, we have the two, uh, the nadis, Ida and Pingala circulating and crossing throughout the body up the chakra system. That is true. However, you know, there is a style of yoga called Kundalini yoga, which I have tried. I've tried a couple of classes just out of curiosity. And personally, it was not for me because, again, it was one of those things where, like, they get you to do um, these things called kriyas. So you're, like, doing the same movement, like, over and over, oh. attempting to, like, unlock energetic centers, crazy chanting. Oh. Like, it was not for me. And honestly, I think that's partially why I did stop practicing yoga for a time was because you can then verge on opening yourself to other things, maybe not positive things. So you do have to be, you know, it's my little disclaimer. You just have to be like careful when you're doing doing these practices because not everyone is going to have the best of intentions with you. Yeah. With what the vibe that, and then what you just explained, I get like a very ritualistic vibe. Very ritualistic. Yeah. So that could be very polarizing. Um, yeah, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, cause I don't know that much about that, but I, I, it seems very polarizing so I could leave it at that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, um, you know, more generalized yoga. I'm a fan, but, uh, that particular style, I was not a fan. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah, for me, just like with everything in my damn life, like, I don't know, like, because I'm like a, I'm like an informal guy in a way. And then so it's like, I learned, uh, like, I took classes at the gym, like some years ago, like, a, like to like learn, like, kind of like beginners yoga or yoga 101 or whatever the fuck they called it. And then I had one friend kind of teach me a little bit and, and YouTube and shit. But then now it's like, I kind of incorporate that flavor, but I do my own shit. Nice. You know what I mean? Because everyone's different. Like, like some people have a desk job, some people have a this, some people's body can handle this, some people can only handle like I don't know, you know what I mean? And yeah, then, uh, and yeah, like, people think that you know you got to do all these crazy poses to like be a you know good at yoga. There is no good at yoga; it's a practice. It's never going to be a perfect. And the whole point 
of doing the physical asanas, like the postures, is to prepare your body to be in a meditative state. To, <laughs> oh, to like pry and manipulate the like lymph in your body, you know, and all yeah. your, your, you know, physical stuff to open up your um, energetic <laughs> stuff. So no, then you're funny. ready to sit for a long ass time because you stretched and you're good. And now you can sit for a long time or lie down for a long time and not be like twitching out all over the place. You know, you've just worked out those kinks and now you're ready to meditate. And that's the whole point of yoga. It's not like a westernized view of like, oh, we got to like get my ass to look good in Lululemons. Like, that's not, that's not yeah. what it is, right? Dude, it's, it's funny that because uh, I was thinking the word, well, it's like it's like in a similar to like how you approach meditation, and then you said meditative, and I'm like, oh, see, there you go, because because it's like uh, people get scared or there's a stigma of like, oh, am I doing it right or this? It's more a matter of just getting in there and just doing it in a sense, and then it'll happen, like it'll flow, like just like let it go and go with the flow. It's more kind of like that, and then so. Well, and a big yeah. part of it is being comfortable with the uncomfortable. So, like, when you're in postures, it's teaching you to stay with discomfort. It shouldn't hurt, but uncomfortable is, like, a good edge to be on. So, can you apply that to the rest of your life? Can you make your life a living meditation off of the mat as well? Yeah. Yeah, you know? and then you get, like, these cool, like, uh, like these kind of different, like, highs, like, afterwards. Or, like, you might be able to feel, like, insights or, like... On the drive home, you'll get like that insight clarity shit, you know. Which that drive home is the best. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, yeah, like on the drive to there, you're thinking all this other. Like I'll be thinking like more weird shit, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> oh shit, like. And then and on the way like, back, I'm like ah, like it's more like <laughs> exactly I mean, yeah. On yeah. the way there, you're honking at the guy in front of you, like hurry the fuck up. And then on the <laughs> way home, you're like everyone is great. Yeah. You're like somebody better be dead for this traffic. Yeah. Yeah, and then like, like, go ahead. Like, oh. yeah. yeah, yeah, you're letting <laughs> everybody go now. Yeah, that's so yeah, funny. It's, it's true though. Yeah, it is. That's why I'm laughing at it. That's why you have to practice. You have to keep doing it because it doesn't. It's not permanent. You know, we slip back into that um, those patterns real quick, right? Well, we can't yeah. blast it with a million different radio stations that take up our attention. Exactly, right? You know, the frequency so is always being manipulated, yeah. so you got to counteract that with your own, you know, habits and stuff. Yeah, it's like there's a reward to when you break through, like, some kind of wall. Like, you know what I mean? And then sure. so whatever that is, like, there's emotional walls, there's physical walls, and so when you break through a type of wall of your own, then there's, like, some kind of payout. You know what I mean? And so, Absolutely. You can feel the difference. Hell yeah, dude. Real, real quick, mm -hmm. Teresa, I want to ask you your opinion. Um, yes. Because you have, I guess, maybe more experience with act actual yoga. But, like, some of these poses, I mean, like you were saying before, sometimes, like, getting over the uncomfortability of just sitting in a pose for that long. Mm -hmm. Some frogs, turtles, they can just sit there in the sun and not move for a long time. Yeah, man. And you <laughs> see them in a lot of occult stuff, too. Besides other things that I think it's used for, but I have also thought the discipline that they have to just sit there on a log. It is discipline. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I yo, that's just not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. There's a line in gladiator. Think, think <laughs> a, a human couldn't do that. You just to the simple fact they'd go to grab its phone every 40 seconds. Totally. You yeah. know, that's a huge thing too. Like absolutely. Our dopamine like system is rewarded <laughs> by stupid shit constantly. Can you imagine, like, 
that's what it is in meditation is like, you know, you don't have to even necessarily focus on anything particular. It's just like letting your thoughts pass you by, not reacting to the thoughts, right? So like the frog, sit on the log, chill the fuck out, let the flies pass you by, whatever, you see something swim by, you don't even give a shit. But then when you're ready, you can just get that tongue out and snatch the fly that you want, right? So it's like how you could like pick your thoughts. Eventually, when you're very practiced at it, you like let all these shitty thoughts go by. And then yeah, you're like, like very oh, focused, I like this thought. Focused. This is the one that I'm going to yeah. put on myself. Right? It reminds me of like getting in the zone because like just how the frog knew that exact moment. To, like, totally. like, just the timing. So yeah. I think like when you hear about basketball players like Michael Jordan and this and that, a lot of, a, a lot of them allude to time slowed down. Or uh, and, when they're like, in the zone, right? Yeah, and or it got bigger, like like in a like a weird bigger. So like when you slow it down, you can make it like like it got bigger, like easier in a sense. So that so that frog could easily like get yeah, that. absolutely you everything down. I right? can relate that. You know, I have a small dance background as well. It's like when you learn new choreography, it's very overwhelming at first, and you're like, oh my god, how am I ever gonna be able to like keep up with this? But as you practice it, then you're like, oh, there is so much space for me to like reach the next movement. Whereas like when you first did it, you were like, oh shit, oh my God, you're like in a hurry. But as you practice it over and over and your body starts to get used to that sequence of movements, you're like, oh yeah, I do have time to like get my leg over here or whatever it is, right? You know, it's just practice. But maybe people shouldn't knock knock reptilians as much. Yeah, there's a quote in Gladiator about like uh, a sea snake that waits at the bottom of the ocean for its prey to come and it even let the prey like eat it a bit first before it attacks. Mm. So it stays super chill. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, hey, that's interesting. Like maybe we should be more, we should be more like that. It's just the idea of being less reactive to everything. And it's even like social media is such a good example of that. Oh, yeah. People are so reactive to shit. Yeah. You know, and, and literally, what does it is just a, a, a thing on a screen. Is literally not, colors, real. types. Well, yeah, it's I, all it is is an avatar and a meme, and people look at that on this little phone in their hand. Wow, <laughs> that's magic. That's serious <laughs> magic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it has a lot to do with the. Uh, I guess, you know, in terms of chakra, it'd be like the yellow chakra, but that's mm. like the ego. Because uh, the ego, it, it, it can potentially give you the trap of what you think you think you have to do. It's like there's all these premises yes. of, well, I think, I think I have to do this. And I think, no, you don't think. You don't have to think anything. <laughs> so then I try to take that, like, like if you want to call it like a type of death or how earlier, Teresa, you were talking about like the whole stopping thing. You know what I mean? Like that pause. Mm-hmm. That's like when you get the pause, that's like the, you can be the in between the thoughts. Like that's where the silence, like that's where you can harness yourself. And then that's how you can try to sift away from stuff. Because if not, you're going to be in the wave crashing, crashing in the waves. But if you can get in between the waves, you know what I mean? Oh, you just uh, need to silence mm-hmm. the waters. Yeah. Then Yeah. You know, well, it's like how they say to get out of an undertow or a riptide, right? When you're caught like in that loop underneath the water aren't you supposed to just relax and not fight it yeah if you fight it you make it worse yeah right if you were just let go when you let go you can just slip your way out way more easily right 
<laughs> uh, well, you know, you were saying about focus, and then uh, and then after this, we'll get into uh, the root chakra. Yeah, this was like kind of like an like a an overoccurring thing that I think we did touch on in the, the first hour already. You know, focusing um, chakras, opening and closing, being balanced. Um, something that I have even mentioned before, even with like tarot, and I, I do think it's even the difference between Aries and Leo. Uh, Aries would be explosive. Raw energy, Leo would be more focused and refined. Um, the tower card, a lot of times, I think, like when you see uh, oh, the guy, the lamp, when he's holding the lamp, a lot of times it's not a flame, it's more of like an orb. Um, mm. I even think, along with the tree, I do think that those are like those lines are more of like focused, projective male energy going from one, you know, feminine in a sphere thing, you know, you're going from, you're escaping one and going to the next. Just like what I was saying that I think the chakras do. So going again with just the whole focusing, I think that like when you are able to shut everything off and actually focus, that is how you will be able to start moving from one to the next. So like the whole thing sometimes is, uh, you know, it's just, I just think shutting off like the, like I said before, that the million radio stations going on in your head and just actually focusing on like that one thing that you just want to accomplish. Yeah, it's like a practice, like it's an art of practice to get to the stillness and the silence. And then when you can make time stand still, that's when you can feel like the presence of like eternity. You know, like that's I, what I even how, think that's when you'll start feeling you them feel too. the source, or like people will say, like I feel the source, mm-hmm. or like kind of totally. like the thing. Yeah. 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 Right. So I'm sure I'm gonna butcher this word up. The Sanskrit name. I'm going to go over just a few things, and then we'll get into, like, you know, our actual commentary on it. Uh, The Sanskrit name I have, uh, I'm sure I'm saying this wrong, Mulahadra. Mulahadra. Muladhara Chakra. Oh, Oh, shit, I had it wrong, too. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that is uh, root support. Um, It's at the base of the spine. I don't know how to say this, some sort of plexus. Um, the element of earth, uh, function, survival, and grounding. Uh, the color would be red. Um, the sense is smell. The sound is, and I find this interesting, lamb. You know, I know you had said it before, but like Crowley was calling that thing he was channeling lamb. You know? Those are my initials. L-A-M is literally that oh, too. Shit. And you're wearing red. Oh shit. Yeah. And you know what's funny is that like you know that they have different like they have different like astrology things, how like in Chinese New Year, uh like I'm I'm Year of the Dog and this is a year of the rabbit, and they have so many they have one called the Mayan, it's a Mayan one where you're akin to something, right? And I put my my birthday on there, and then for the Mayan one, I got red dragon, which is like a base chakra one. So that's like a part of I'm a, what they say. I'm akin to, oh, damn. Like that. yeah, like an initiator, uh, mm. like the base chakra is like the initiator of the consciousness. It's like the awakening, you know, or something like that. Yes. Then I have uh, the vowel sound is as uh, it's O as in rope. Um, I, I think this is and, you know, when I say this, I, I'm not. Well, I mean, who knows? I'm not saying I'm just making a joke. I'm not saying this is for real, but the pedals, it's four. It is Vam, Sam, Sam. So to me, I was just thinking instead of pedals, leaf, you have th- Sam, triple leaves. <laughs> but that's how I was thinking being stoned. And it made me think of Sam, triple Lee. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. not saying that this has anything to do with him. But the joke I was making earlier. 
Um, and this, to me, I just found it funny because, like, he, he does have a lot of symbolism with this stuff in his logos. But whatever. I'm sure, it was, I'm sure this is just coincidence, actually. Um, All coincidence. You know, no, I'm, I'm like, literally not actually digging at him. It's just a joke. <laughs> like, the, ta yeah, no, the tarot suit is uh, the pentacles. Um, the sephira is, uh, that would go with that, would be Malkuth, obviously, Earth. Um, here, you know, according to this, this you know, that book, uh, Wheels of Life, um, the planets would be Saturn and Earth. Um, metal would be lead, and uh, the foods would be uh, protein and meats. Um, and then uh, some of this other stuff I'll leave for the end. Animals, elephant, or ox, or a bull. Oh. Um, the symbol itself, it's, I'm sure it's been up on the screen already. Four red petals with a yellow square downward pointing. Uh, sorry, four red petals, a yellow square, a downward pointing triangle, uh, Shiva lingam around which uh, Kundalini is coiled three and one half times, a white elephant, eight arrows outward, above the B-I-G-A, however you say that, is the child Brahma and the Shakti Dakini. However you say all that. Uh, the Hindu deities, yeah, it's on the, it's on the, it's on the screen. It's like the sigil for that thing. Uh, the Hindu deities, Brahma, Dakini, uh, Kabura, Uma. I can't even say some of these names because I've never even heard of them. Uh, other gods you can associate it, uh, associate with it. Hades, uh, Atlas, Gaia, the Archangel would be Oriel. And last but not least, the chief, chief operating force, which to me does kind of make a whole lot of sense, gravity. So those are just some of the associations I'm pulling out of a book that I know is used, uh, suggested highly amongst magicians. So. Nice. But uh, like I had said before, I do think when it comes to that chakra, uh, I guess the vice, really, that can help keep you grounded totally. Uh, I think fear goes along a lot with this uh, the chakra as well. Yeah, and for it sure. Is, and it's, like, it's almost the fear of like your basic necessities. Yeah, kind of like how there's like that Maslow hierarchy of needs type of shit. You know what I mean? How you can't trip off getting all these other things on the higher part of the pyramid until you have like your shelter, your water, your basic food. You know what I mean? Because I'm not like, wh like who cares about all that other shit? You yeah. know what I mean? You know, and that's what I was even going to say with this. And, and I do think this is part of like the PSYOP or, you know, whatever that's being done. The mind fucking itself. Um, you know, I, it, to an extent, it makes sense uh, to actually worry about your basic needs. To maybe get fearful over it. It's just the thing is, we've been tricked into what our basic needs are. Yeah. It's been our basic needs is not, yeah. is not a, you know, a thousand dollar phone that's, you know... Better than most computers, yeah. some people want. Yeah, you know, like, but like yeah, people, like their needs basic needs is so beyond what's basic. Yeah, no, that's why we're all like basically like we all have a shelter, we all have our food in our fridge. Like, like technically, we're privileged to an extent. You know what I mean? Like we like we don't have to worry about like our breakfast per se. You know what I mean? Tomorrow morning, so that's like a some 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 type of privilege to an extent. You know, when it comes to the 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 root chakra for sure absolutely it also relates i think to finances a lot yes yeah for Financial sure well, i was going to toss in materialism which can almost yeah. kind of yeah materialism like a, yeah. could cause financial worry yeah <laughs> yeah like that like that's definitely tied because it with with how we live now like maybe not however many thousands like in the caveman days but 
in these days with how we use currency or our interpretation of it, 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 it uh, does matter. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it, it's, it's a practical thing now. And so, yeah. And, 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 and you got to take care of that, you know? And yeah, it's, it's just, per, it's pretty much like just all your, all your survival stuff, stuff like that are needs in this physical world. So whatever your needs of this physical world is, and then it's like the beginning, the spark of like self-awareness. And then, so, and then, and it's very, and, and pretty much out of all of them, it's the, it's the primal one. It's, it's the primal one where the primal force is the energetic force that is the initiator that like, when you think of like something that's primal, it's like, it can't be helped. Like how a dog can't help but sniff another dog's ass. Like that's a primal instinct, right? Like it's a primal thing that that a lion was gonna roar. That's a part of that. That it's 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 primal that a wolf is gonna howl at the moon. That's primal. Like these things cannot be helped. They cannot be helped. So it's something of like that just is initiated in there. And then so it has to do with like just how you are. And then and then that's just the way it is. You know. Yeah, I was gonna bring it back to the reptilian thing because mm. it is kind of like your reptilian brain, right? It's yeah. Like- that very, brain, very that, basic yeah. primal yeah. stuff, like food, sex, that's it, right? Like, yeah, no, I, I had said that on our planetary series. I said that, that the that the brainstem was was like for, for the root like that. And um, and it's very like a, like that fight or flight. Like that's what I think about. Like people in the poker yes, hall, yes. like they're, they're uh, a good more than half. Let's just say more than half are going primarily from that brainstem. And they're thinking this or that, and like they're in fighting mode. It's this or that, you know what I mean? And then so, and then yeah. But uh, even so you if you think, even you if know, you think like, about that sphere being red, or that chakra, and then going along, I mean that goes along with Mars, you know what I yes. Uh If you look at the Kabbalah too, or just even going, you know, along with the colors and other ways uh, with associations, you know that could right there fight or flight, you know. Yeah. And I actually do think, and the thing is, too, is that, like, I do think in a sense, in a way, when you look at the Tree of Life or the Kabbalah, once you hit that sphere, if you're going up, that is kind of, like, a big step at actually, like, making a big leap. So, like, seeing that as being the root could actually, busting out of the first one, just be the biggest, you know, be a big leap already to even start going up the rest. You know yeah. what I'm getting at? You know, it's like, is that you even know, is that even a big battle in itself? Just with the chakras, with just even releasing that one or yeah, controlling that, that earlier for sure. Yeah, because that's like where the battle is, like in general, for most everyone is just to get grounded. It is like yeah. because if you can't get grounded, you can't get started. So like that's why whenever people do some kind of healing thing or a meditation first, they they ground in because if you can't yeah. ground in, you're going to be not focused you're not going to be able to retain any of the information that's coming you're going to be kind of like discombobulated where you were kind of not present mm. and if you can't get present from the beginning the rest is going to be kind of fucked you know what really? I mean? so good yeah. luck getting on up to the more refined or the quicker uh to the quicker colors or whatever like that so you do so so it is like really important you know to take care of your needs yeah, yeah. when i used to teach yoga classes i would say this thing all the time like you have to like root down to reach up. Mm-hmm. So like you have to like get very grounded in order to have a base to like extend yourself like physically, but yeah. also like metaphysically, right? It's the same. It and the, the root like of the base stem is where like our vagus nerve is. Yeah. So the vagus nerve controls like your sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight response the or the stress response. 
and the parasympathetic nervous system, which is like the calming response. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, like the one that you get after a nice meditation or if you've got like yes. a nice massage or something like that or you're in the in the steam room in the jacuzzi, something yeah. like that. And then the other one is like if you're gonna get down and you need and like the like the fighting one and maybe you're getting chased by someone in a dark alley or, or, or something like that, or, or, or you need to like put up your guard really hard for someone. Yeah. Like it's, they have good functions for sure. Like the sympathetic nervous system has a good function. Um, but like in today's society, we are not being chased by like tigers and bears. Our body is, is is (laughs) other threats. Like, you know, someone mouthing off to you on social media is like a threat to you or like, I don't know anything you'd interact with that's stressful you know so our stresses are different and they're constant yeah because right? what happens if you, if you let them be stresses yeah if you if you mess with that with, with the fight one too much you know what i mean the uh the sympathetic one the the, the sympathetic nervous system you're going to fry your nervous system it's going to be wrecked and then your immune system's going to be shot you'll be sniffling all the time like and uh so you can do this from either hella stress or if you work your body like crazy, like I even did it a couple times uh, from going berserk in the gym years ago. Like I fried my central nervous system a couple times where I had to take like a week or two off completely because I was like fried where I couldn't stop getting sick. And then my my shit was breaking down so much like uh, yeah. that it was like that I that I fried my CNS, you know, and mm. without rest because you have to like be able to rest in between or whatever. Absolutely. Rest yeah. is very important yeah, and yeah. not um, not prioritized in our culture. Yeah. And then all these other things that we take for granted, like um, we don't think about digesting, like pooping. If you got to take a poop, you go to the bathroom, right? Or things like sleeping. You don't think about when you're sleeping, you just sleep, right? All that resting, like if, if, if you overstimulated that sympathetic nervous system, you're not going to be able to digest properly. You're not going to be able to sleep and get rest. Like it's going to be all f- like off kilter. And then, and then people get all these kind of, and like all these different sicknesses from that, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I did want to also say about, I think the root chakra, um, you know, sometimes I also do think that that's like kind of like a culmination of like all the other ones being screwed up in a sense. Or like if you were to take, I guess maybe, uh, like I was joking around about the seven deadly sins, if we were to take those and package them into a, something that reacts on that, that would almost kind of be the root chakra. And, and I guess the, the reason I'm even getting at that is because if you start looking at even basic necessities, that would be food. Um, people are easily addicted to food, act out with food. Um, reproduction, to keep even the race going, that needs to happen. Some people actually do believe that I need to have a child when I, you know, that's my role in life. So in a sense, sex even starts in the root one. If you're worried yeah. about actually basic needs of keeping, you know, life going, yeah. um, the money, Perfect. money's so uh, you know, and then that goes off into materialism is now a way to act out. So like even yeah. even in the beginning, even in the first sphere, you you know, and if you're like hard, you know, totally off balance and like deeply rooted and just like totally living in like. Uh, there's a certain phrase for it. I forgot. It goes with the Kabbalah. Uh, it's like kind of like animalistic li- living like that. Um, you know, you could be, uh, you, you, you have a lot of things just from that one that can actually start being signs of like, you know, like I said, overweight. Um, you could already start yeah, with sex already. It could already kind of be an issue yeah. there. 
um, materialistic things that I will start bringing in finance. Well, then maybe for me to have these things that I think are basic needs, which aren't, they're just materialistic things. Now I need to make more money. So now I'm going to do whatever I need to make more money. So like a lot of those basic things really, I think, is even like a deficiency of the top ones coming down and actually really yeah. anchoring no, in you in that first sure. one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause like even with the whole baby, if you think you, you have to have babies, Oh, but what well, is the pair of my survival for my lineage of survival? Then yes, if you think yes. about it in terms of that, then, then that's where it gets kind of wonky. Yeah. yeah but I, I even like you, like how she mentioned before, even, you know, finances going along with that, that is huge. I think money because you need it for materialistic things. I do think that is one of the biggest things though, with screwing up this, this chakra or for a lot of people why it's screwed up is because of the materialistic being so attached to this world. You're like, you're rooting yourself into it more. In my opinion, these LBGTQWXYZ people, as they're throwing these labels on them, all they're doing is just growing another root into the ground. You know, you're just throwing another label. It just well, and to fixate on it so much. That's exactly that's what and it is. Fixating that, on sex that determines and them. Yes, yeah, so again, sexuality. You're, like you're why gonna, are you so fixated. You're on going it? to take that wavelength you were showing before, and you're going to not look at even what you can look at, and yeah, look at even less of a sliver of what you are. Yeah. You know what's funny is that is that so this area is down by the coccyx, right? Like kind of like below your tailbone and all that. So I think about like. A tail, right? Like where the where if right, we're talking about reptiles, right? Brainstem, your tail. So like when you chase your tail, chase the dragon, chase your tail. Yeah. This, this is the root. This is the root. This is the chakra where that shit happens. Where the earthly spinning, spinning and chasing your tail in the earth. Yeah, and, and I think to these first two chakras that we're gonna talk about, uh, they're the ones where like a lot of trauma will get stored. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then that's like really what I was also trying to get at. Like, depending on what brought on the way you think or how you were you know, programmed. Again, mm-hmm. I love using this as an example, and this is just my opinion in the Gita. I really do think that, that that dude standing there in the battlefield, those aren't, like, real people. Those are the things that he used to construct his mind with growing up. Your friends, your teachers, your parents, your relatives, your neighbor. It's all these people that told you something. Oh, yeah, that makes sense as a kid. That stays with you. All that programming, you know, if you experience trauma or whatever, you know, I don't know, whatever programmed the person to make them what it is. I think by the time all that mental illness or mental, you know, I'm not disease as in, you know, a disease dis-ease, you know, a mental dis-ease going on up there eventually culminates and turns into your physical actions in this world. Which I think the root chakra is a real good representation of your physical actions because of the mental part inside. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. well, it can can influence your epigenetics, like how your genes are expressed. So it does have, like, physical consequences for the better or the worse, right? I mean, we can make ourselves sick. We can make ourselves sick just through stress. Absolutely. I mean, this is something I don't want to get it too far into it because of the you know censorship, and regardless, not because of YouTube, just anything. Um, I you know I have said before, and people may think I'm crazy, but you know I do think it's quite possible in the past people could have been so deathly afraid that they were going to get something and die that they could have actually done something to themselves. I know that sounds crazy, one hundred percent. But I think you can literally screw yourself up by believing it because your body will make it then happen. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
that's, you know, the function of media in that scenario that you're talking about to drive home the fear so that when you do feel something, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, is this happening to me? Am I going to die? And then you get activated right to that, that root, that reptilian brain, right? Yeah, well, like the predecessor to, to things manifesting or actions or whatever you want to call them is is the thoughts. However, the thought came, you know, so that's going to be your predecessor. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. man. Like with the with the chakra, it's like uh, so there's like, OK, so red. But I think like the type of red kind of matters. Like uh, I had learned from Stuart Swerdlow that uh, he would use pale red. And I think that's kind of important in a sense, because if you think about like the different types of red you could have, like there's like that kind of red that you see out there. That's like this very bright red, like where you see like, uh, like people have like those kind of red, bright red eyes. That's kind of like a, like a nasty type of red where it's that bright red, a bloody red. That's kind of like a nastier red. And then you can have like another one that's like a, a crimson, like a crimson red, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of cool in a way. Like, uh, I think that might be, the last of the maybe the quote unquote good red before you get to orange. And then, um, and then, so yeah, like, cause, and then if your red starts to get like, maybe like a muddier red, then that's kind of like a sign that, that the chakra is like too overactive. Cause then that's when things get muddied up. Muddied up is associated with gunk, like gunkiness. And then that's the stuff that slows the cog of the wheel of the Kundalini is this type of gunkiness. Like, you know how like in Venom, there's that black shit, you know what I mean? That's like gunk. Black goo. Like, uh, it's like, energetic. yeah, like, yeah. Like black goo is like energetic gunk. And then, so like, that's the kind of stuff that with uh, manipulating energy, you freaking help to detoxify or to get out. You know, so yeah, so I think like the like the tones, it just just how tones and like frequencies and all that stuff we were saying earlier. Oh yeah, like the tone of the color will matter. You know, oh, what yeah, because I, mean? I, yeah, I wouldn't want to do my chakra like that kind of that crazy bloody red where you see it's like demonic eyes. You know what I mean? Like that kind of one, like that beastly kind. Like I wouldn't want it to be like like when you say pale, there's like a calmness to it because the red could be since its prime was very. You know what I mean? But if you add the pale, it like it's like a mellower, like it'll mellow it out. So there's like a balance. Yeah, I I even think on the the tree of life, you have all those different spheres. Each one of those spheres also have four colors to it. I actually mm-hmm. do think that is just showing the frequency changing before it can, you know, transmute into the next one. Yeah, you know, like I don't think it is actually a gradual showing you a gradual change, possibly through the frequencies that the colors make. How one melds into the next. Yeah. Kind of reminds you like... Uh, Which is like why different the, colors of red could actually really actually mean different things. Yeah, for sure. Like different shades of it and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's definitely like, like you'd start taking pink and then dark red. I mean, there are just a different shade of each other. In my yeah. opinion, totally different opposites part of the tree that would fit on. It has to mean something. Yeah, you know? like yeah you if you wanted to something. use it in occultism and in you know, occult art. Definitely a difference, a huge difference in its, in some ways. Right? Yeah, it's like uh, like in the Asian in the Asian thing of like uh, the whole uh, astrology or whatever, how they have like the elements like water and this and that. So in them, like they'll add, well, this is the metal version, or this is the wood version, mm-hmm. or this is the you know. So like you like like that's kind of like the different tones of a color. Like uh, it, it's a kind of insinuating that 
Yes, no, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Boy. Do you want me to say some yoga poses? Oh, yes, yes, okay? sorry, sorry, get into that, yes. <laughs> no, yes. that's okay, just yes. before we move on to the next one. So some poses that activate or can help your root chakra is uh, standing head to knee. So like you were saying, when you fold, right? So yes, were... <laughs> Which I'll be getting into in the last <laughs> one, yes. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Uh, so that's Uttanasana, mountain pose, sun salutations, child's pose, which a lot of people know. And chair pose. So these are very like grounding poses, right? Very much in the lower half of the body. Yeah, or yeah, actually a lot of focusing on that being like a movement of the area of movement, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the first uh, episode of this. And uh, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking the next one would probably be three. And then the next one after that, we'll finish off with two. And then cover some more associations that me and Louie had. And I might have some spiel on some idea that I have with the chakras. We'll see how that goes. Um, thank you very much. You know, I, I might have screwed it up before. I don't think I actually had you guys introduce, like, your shows or kind of really introduce you. Um, I'm really sorry about that. Again, like I said before, I'm not used to actually doing the introduction on this show. And I hate doing intros, actually. Um, so I screwed it all up, being nervous about it. And uh, so why don't I let uh, Louie, why don't you, you know, as we're, I guess, exiting now, yeah, why yeah. don't you plug your show? Oh, you should have yeah, plugged yeah. at the beginning. Uh, plug your stuff. Let everybody know, like, what your show is about, too, as well. You know, what you're Yeah, into. right on. Thanks, bro. Yeah, well, the show is called Uncanny Mystic Minds, Uncanny Mystic Minds Podcast. And um, it's a show that talks... Um, I guess I like to cover mystical concepts pertaining to things of energy, energetic principles, energetic concepts, and then even esoteric things, magical things, things of psychic natures, and uh, and then things that are just kind of good for developing and getting to know your spiritual side, so spiritual development things. And then, um, yeah, and then learning about the connectedness, you know, the oneness that we all have here that, that kind of is here with the illusion of all this separateness. So that's, that's where the whole, that's where the whole shindig and that's where all the shit hits the fan. And so, yeah, you can check that out. Definitely. I mean, if you're listening to this show, I highly suggest to go check out his, I think like you would enjoy it just as much as mine. Like it's definitely, we're on the same page and me talk about different things, but definitely on the same page. So definitely go check out uh, uncanny mystic minds and the link for that will be in the bottom with the show notes and Teresa, would you like to plug that amazing podcast you have? <laughs> yeah, I have another amazing podcast co-hosted with you um, called The Spiritual Gangsters. So it's a lot of fun. We uh, talk with people. Louis would make a great guest. Uh, I was thinking that know. before when he said said something. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, another guest. <laughs> yeah, we basically talk with you know the awake crowd, but not necessarily about conspiracies, although it usually relates back. Yeah. <laughs> relates yeah. back to that somehow. But um, it's like cool chats for the awake and aware and talk about like personal transformation or like spiritual experiences or pop culture. Like it's it's a wide variety of stuff, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I definitely mm-hmm. enjoy that show a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like that show too. It's a cool show. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Lily. You. <laughs> and the links for that are in my link tree as well because I am a co-host. So and I do think Ellen actually like added like a, a few links like the YouTube, Spotify, oh, Apple. Yeah, it's not just one. <laughs> I think this is she added a few uh, links. So pretty much the links to her show are the same thing in my link tree. So go check that out. Louis' uh, links are in the bottom. Like I said before, uh, I want to remind people again the Element Chat. 
check that out. The Element Server. Uh, you can do web-based as well. So if you want to do it from you know Safari on your phone or if you have an Android or if you just want to do it from your computer, you don't need another app. So you can set it up that way. Uh, like I said before, there is other shows in there. There are multiple, multiple, multiple chats. Uh, we have the Twin Peaks watch party going on, and I'm sure we'll be doing other watch parties in the future. So check that out. Uh, check out my new Twitter. Uh, the other one's inactive or it's supposed to be, whatever. Uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, if you want to catch lives or going forward any posts or whatever, check out the new Twitter. That's in the bottom. I do have a TikTok. Helen talked me into making it, and she kind of set it up for me. I guess you can check that out if you want to see my, see my shit posting. It's just another avenue of checking yeah. out my shit posting. There'll probably be less arguments because nobody's following me. So you can <laughs> check out there. <laughs> Actually, I don't think there's been any. It's just been a few likes. Um, so, yeah, so check all that stuff out, all that new stuff that I just mentioned. Everything's in the link tree if you want to catch it. Uh, again, uh, if you're listening to this, there is video platforms that this stuff is on. Uh, the Occult Rejects is on BitChute and also uh, YouTube. Those links are in the bottom. If you're watching this, we're also on podcasts. Not every single thing will go on to YouTube. So if you're watching this, you may have to check out BitChute or just listen. So just a reminder to people who might be new to the channel and don't know. And if you're new to the channel, there's two years of stuff too. Like I've put out, I re-release stuff and I've actually found out from people that listen to the show. Because I guess you don't want to scroll back more than two months. They never knew that we even did those shows. So uh, you might want to go check out some of the older stuff as well. Uh, thank you very much. And if again, if this is your first time listening to this and you're still listening, that's what's up. Thank you. Just hit that sub button. You might as well if you're still listening. And if you enjoyed this, pass it on. If you're a returning listener, that's what's up. Thank you very much for that as well. And like I've said before, I don't talk about peanut butter whiskey or dick pills. There's no commercials and there's no paywall. If you want to show your gratitude, just share this. Pass it on. That's puff, all. Puff, pass. Yes, exactly. Yo, I got to start using that. So you got to do puff, puff, pass. That's play, it. Play, play, pass. Yeah, there you puff, go. puff while you watch and then pass the episode on. That's it. There you go. I'll be happy with that. That's better than five bucks to me. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you all again for checking this out. Uh, you know, there should be plenty of other series coming up, too. I mean, I'm not even done with this one, but I do plan on there will be a tarot series that we will be coming back for again. Um, and then, just, you know, other series is uh, some more cults, uh, you know, cult rejects. We always love covering cults here. Uh, so I got a few of those up my sleeve, too, that I think will be actually pretty freaking interesting. And just some other weird stuff. So uh, not just so much guests. There is more topics coming up. I just needed some time. That's why I had a lot of guests on. But uh, plenty of stuff uh, definitely on the way for the Occult Rejects. So uh, thank you all for listening. And until the next one, everybody be well. Later. Thank you.